Hey y'all, it's a two cups of tea. And you know, I love having a hot cup of tea when I'm talking to my girl, Trudy. I know that's right. And you know why? Because I'm always spilling that tea. <laughs> so they need to grab their cup of tea and join you and I every week on our podcast, The Two Cups of Tea. Hey y'all, it's Trudy. Hey, and it's Tisha. How's it going? It's going good. I've had a great week. Really? Tell me why is your week so great? I want to hear about it. Well, I got back into my routine. I've, you know, way past juice cleanse. I'm back to my Wednesday regimen of working out with a trainer every week. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, but every Wednesday I go work out, trying to get my stuff all the way together between the self-care and the physical care and all of that. And what else did I do? I caught up with a childhood friend of mine. We had a great conversation. Haven't talked to her in a while. That's good. And... Other than that, and I had some family time in, but I'll get to the family time later in the episode. What about you, girl? What's been in your world? Hmm, Good question. My world, I took some time of, let's just say, cleaning house, getting ready for some spring cleaning, did some organization, cleaned out some closets. Mm. Just, you know, getting the place. I'm loving the sunshine. So when the sun is shining, I I love it. But it shows all that dust. So, you know, I got to keep it house clean. (laughs) That is so... Girl, you ain't said but a word. Yep. So I took some time to do some some spring cleaning. Let's say that. I'm getting ready for spring. Great for good for you. So I'm I'm gonna be next. I'm gonna start that soon. But before we get all into our grand topic of the day, yes. I am drinking. I'm trying something different today. Okay, one here. Okay, so I'm having a normal Earl Grey black tea. You kept talking about all my fancy stuff. So I'm going back to basics right now, <laughs> even though basic is good. Yes. <laughs> I'm drinking a decaffeinated tea, still trying to stay healthy. A lot of the mm-hmm. principles that I acquired in those three days, but mm-hmm. I'm having an Earl Grey tea and I added some pomegranate syrup for my sweetener, I'm trying to use more of natural sweeteners, not so much of like, you know, sugar, sugar. Mm-hmm. And um, so the syrup from the pomegranate. And then I also added a little fresh lemon. So let me take mm-hmm. my first sip so I can let you know, is it, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not sweet. It's a little okay. tangy. That's what I'm sipping on. And what are you sipping on, my dear? So from my flavored tea sampler last week, um, I decided to try the spice apricot tea. This mm. is good. It has cinnamon and clove um, and hibiscus and apricot flavoring. And mm. I, I probably put a little too much sugar. I'm okay. thinking in sweet iced tea, but no complaints. This one is really, really good. So... I will use this again. And I don't have that many packs in here. So I better be conscious of what I, how much I drink. So I don't want to drink the whole bag in a week. So, yeah. or, or go visit the store <laughs> again soon. That's true. They had a lot of samples in there. So I, I'm sure I will find more, but I like the place because it, it had so many different varieties of tea and different ways of seeping this tea. And you can buy the little teacups, mm-hmm. different flavored coffee. So yeah, I, I will do yeah, this. Yeah, I think it's all in the steep. The steep makes a difference. Certain, you know, teas you need to steep four to five minutes, some mm-hmm. are longer, but it really does enhance the flavoring with the length of the steeping and also that you're at the boiling point, that your water is really boiling hot. So right. that is important for you tea drinkers out there to know. Do you like strong tea? Like, do you let your steep for a long time? I try to read the directions on the box, um, but I do like mine to steep at least four to five minutes. I definitely do. It does. It definitely enhances the flavor. Right. Right. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
love that we're sipping on our hot tea. Let me get a little sip of my tea. I know. It's really good. Because, you know, after we do all this talking about tea stuff, girl, the tea get a little cold. (laughs) Well, the tea we're spilling is hot, but the tea we drinking gets cold. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, uh, last week on our self-care episode, we said that, um, and there may be some people who didn't listen all the way to the end, but who haven't listened as of yet. Well, you can still listen to the self-care episode in any of our previous episodes because they're very informative and entertaining. Yes. But uh, we did have a little giveaway and Tisha, uh, why don't you tell them all about what they may missed out, may have missed out on. That's right. So as you heard, and like Julie said, if you didn't, we were giving away a self-care package. It had different scented um, bath bombs. It had some tea flavor tea. It had some honey and it was packaged up in a nice little pretty package. And we said to our listeners, whoever shared what they were doing for self-care would get it. And so while we know many of you probably did hear it, maybe you missed out or maybe you didn't hear it to the end, but one person did. We have one person that's gonna get this nice spa self-care package. That's right. right. We wanna congratulate our listener. Angelique, all the way from Houston, Texas. How about that? Thank you so much for listening. So you guys for listening. Yes, just never know what we might put at the end of our podcast. So I want to tell you something. Yes, somebody referred a movie to me. Okay. And they told me that they thought I would like it. And it was very inspirational. So I said, okay. And I want to tell you, this movie was called Apple Mortgage Cake. Maybe people have seen it, maybe not. But it stars Kimberly Elise. I'm sure most of y'all know who she is, but she's infamous for her role in uh, Set It Off, right? She played in that movie with oh, yes. son, Jada Pinkett and Vivica Fox. And she's done quite a lot more movies, but she starred in this movie and it was truly a great inspirational, but it was all about faith and her stepping out on faith to pursue something that she truly enjoyed doing. And that was baking apple cakes that her grandmother had taught her at a very young age. Mm. So when I saw that movie, me and hubby saw it, I was like, wow, had she not listened, she would have never done it. And so that brought me to people who let fear stop them from pursuing, whether it's a passion or just taking a leap of faith in whatever it is that you're trying to do. And it Mm. really, really hit home because I know a lot of people, we do let fear stop us. In the first episode that we did, Trudy, remember I mentioned, I know when you asked me to do the podcast, I gave no hesitation because I wasn't prepared. I wanted to do it with you. I was happy that you asked me. Um, But at the same time, I was also stepping out of my comfort zone because I knew that I don't like speaking in front of a lot of people. It wasn't like, again, we're sitting in an audience of people, but we know that we are talking to the people. And, you you know, you always want to make sure you say the right thing. You're not stumbling. Your words are right. So that also made me just think about that in the movie. And I just thought it would be great topic for us to discuss fear. 
what, what do you think about fear? Like what comes to mind? Uh, what immediately comes to mind is like uh, dreading something, anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, apprehension, uh, the unknown. Oh, yeah. What the fear, how fear can, uh, like you said, cripple you, stop you. But really, I don't think it's whatever the issue or act, whether it's your fear of changing jobs or fear of purchasing something or fear of um, anything that's not your normal everyday routine, right? right? I think it's what the transition is going, what transition occurs is what really halts people. So that's really, it's like uh, the, the verb of the fear, right? Whatever you're going to do. It's not the fear itself, it's what steps mm-hmm. you're going to have to take or what tasks you're going to have to do that stops people from stepping out on faith or taking a leap or doing something different. That's what, that's what immediately comes to me. And anxiety, you know, plays itself in, in various ways. It manifests. You don't even know you're anxious about something till after the fact. Oh yeah. An example of, I don't know if it's fear, maybe it is possibly, but I know whenever I have to go to a funeral to say goodbye to someone, Mm -hmm. I get, really like worked up before like the the morning that I wake up like I'm fine knowing that oh well I'm not fine but I have come to a resolute I'm not going to see this person anymore I have the memories of them I'm gonna forever miss them but it's that getting up the day of and knowing that you have to go and do this I get this feeling in me it happens every time there's not a time that's gone so I'm a person really that dread going to funerals. I, I would have to say that I, I really do. But I, I go to, unfortunately, because I have, like I said previously, a big extended family, I've probably been to more than maybe a lot of people, you know, because of the number of family members. But yeah, I think for, for a lot of people, fear, it's not the, the, the word fear or the act of it, it's all the things that follows that fear. Right. So according to dictionary.com, faith, let's start with faith, says complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And then the Bible refers to faith because we, you know, we hear faith a lot in Hebrews 11.1 as now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction Mm -hmm. of things not seen. And then according to dictionary.com for fear, a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc. Whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's just the act of doing something, not knowing how it's going to turn out, what exactly will it mean, you know, will I fail? All of those emotions that we all think about that sometimes it cripples us and it it doesn't go past that. We just stop it and don't do it. Whether that, like you said, some people don't go to a funeral because of that. They don't want to see their loved one for the last time that way. So that is their fear and it stops them. Sometimes you acknowledge your fear, but you still go ahead and go. Like in your case, even though you come to this, you still attend the funeral. Right. Right. So I know fear can control, well, let me see. Do you feel like we can control that fear? So in your case, because 
You know what you're going through internally and mentally. Do you think fear can be controlled? I believe so. I would say yes, right? Because like you said, I get that that anxiousness, that mm-hmm. feeling. Um, I mean, I have it to the point of, no, it depends on also obviously how close I am to the person. If right. there was a recent conversation and or recent time that I spent with them, or if something in our relationship made an impact in my life. Mm-hmm. So um, I can give you a quick little, I recently went to uh, the home going service for one of my cousins mm-hmm. um, about two weeks ago. And for me, it was one of those ones that it, it did. I got that feeling and I was crying for lots of reasons. I was crying for her. I was right. crying for her children. Mm-hmm. I was crying because that sense of loss, because every time someone dies, I feel like you, you lose a little bit of yourself. And I, I don't know if you understand what I mean when I say that. So mm-hmm. for me, this, this cousin was older than me. However, as a child, I spent a lot of time uh, in her home where she lived with her, right. with her son, yeah. who's also my cousin, and we're close in age. Okay. But that it reminds me of my childhood and, you know, the fun and the memories yeah. and all of that. And so it just comes like full circle, you know, like this part of my life is, I still have the memory, but right. I can never talk to this person again about those things, right? I can only have them in my memory or talk to somebody else who might've been there, but I can't talk to that person, to my cousin. Right. So, um, but I believe you can control it because I knew that I had to be strong to greet my family, her children, her siblings, because, you know, you don't want to, you know, send that, those people into a frenzy of, you know, uncontrollable crime. But at the same time, you want the people to know that you understand their pain and that you can relate on, you know, many levels of why they're feeling it. So, yeah, I believe that you can control it. And, you know, we all have, I have, you know, had feared in other activities as well, but that's one example of, yes, you can control the fear and you can pray about it. You can be determined to go through the situation because you know, you want to do it for yourself. You want to pay respects. You want to pay respects to the family and you want to pay respects to the memory of that person. Right. So I believe so. Do you think it can be controlled? Yeah, I, I do. And I, and I know it depends on the circumstance, but in many cases, when I think of fear, I mean, I've had fear, of course, growing up in adult life, but there was something about the fear. Like when I would go to church and anytime mm-hmm. my pastor or, or assistant pastor would ask me to, um, you know, go up and be the greet the church and, and say all that, I am not joking. Like I could be asked during the week on a Tuesday and, you know, church ain't wasn't until Sunday, but every day it was like, uh, I would struggle with it. Like I'm rehearsing, what do I say? And, you know, am I going to say the right word? And although I wanted to text back and say, no, I do not. I'm like, you can't tell your pastor. No. <laughs> right. And, and more of it, it was, okay, God, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. So I kept having to remind myself, why was I asked to do this? You know, and when I would do it, I would get people saying, oh, God, you, you know, you're great. And 
you know, you sounded so great because I'm always coming back. Oh my God, how did I sound? You know, when I was standing up there, I felt like I was just rambling on. Like, you know, like your whole, like I wasn't even there. I was just talking and my mouth was dry. Then you come back and people are saying how well you did. But the more I did it, the better it became. Right. I, I still get that reservation of, oh, not me, but I still, <laughs> I still did it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I do believe that we can overcome fear most definitely. And again, it really does depend on what that fear is. But I like that we can think about the reasons why we're fearful. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Because some people can't. Yeah, I. it is very good that we can acknowledge why we're fearful and know why. And right. you say that, that you're not comfortable in, you know, speaking in crowds and you do it and you're better on one-on-one. For those who don't know, and we talked about it a little bit, but I do want to say this again. I read an article or a, a posting from one of the podcasters that I follow and that I listen to and talked about how, you know, podcasting is a great lane for black women. Person, I said, oh, I, I think I want to do a podcast. And I, when I sent the text to Tisha, the reason why I specifically sent it to Tisha is because when she, even though she's not aware of it, when you talk or when you speak or discuss or converse, however way you want to say it, however you do it, you do it with passion and with conviction. And I knew that if you said you would do it, that it would be easy for you and easy with you and that it was, it was going to be a really good thing. And, you know, people might think, ah, you know, they seem so opposite. They seem so different. Like how, how does this, you know, work? And like, probably the more we have episodes and the more we talk, you see that, but at the core of us, we really are the same. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I think we've acknowledged that and realized that as we having these episodes talking, right. Zooming hours and hours on the phone, just, just really having good conversation dialogue. But yeah, I would agree. So that, just make me think of a question. Okay. What if I was so fearful or what if I just said, you know what, T, I appreciate it, girl, you asking me, but I don't think it's for me or I don't want to do it. One, would you have still done it? And if you did, would you have done it by yourself or did you kind of have someone else that you maybe thought would you would want to do it with? I'm just kind of curious now that you kind of- okay. Well, you like you guys. <clears throat> I love you dearly, Tisha. <laughs> no, I, the first question was, would you have, if you were too fearful to say yes, would I have done it without you? Absolutely. You know why? Because once that inner voice in me that we talked about, that, that self-care, um, I think part of the podcast for me, in addition to sharing conversations and informing and hoping to get uh, dialogue going with others who are listening, it's really about me getting things off of me and, and, and releasing things. So I think I probably, I would have done it without you because I put it out in the universe that I wanted to do it. I would have done it without you. And the answer to your second question, uh, no, I don't think I would have picked anyone else. (laughs) Um, there's a reason why, uh, because we get along and not that I don't get along with everybody and I don't have mutual respect before I say this, I do have mutual respect for other people but I can't explain to you what it is 
to people, I know what it is. And right. no, I would not have asked anyone else. So okay. there's the answer to that. So I'm, I'm glad you said yes. And no, let me go back to you. So mm-hmm. for someone who said immediate yes to something out of their comfort zone, I don't think you probably even really thought about it. Maybe you also were looking for a way to express yourself or to channel your energy into something. Yeah, you know what? I, I probably have a few reasons. And, and this is just being truthful. A best friend asked me, I just said, yes. It was, it was like, if you had said, I don't know, Tisha, let's go for coffee or go to dinner. I mean, unless something was wrong or I was sick, it was just, you asked me and this was something you wanted to do. And I just wanted to do it with you. I, and you're right. I didn't think about, oh, what does this really mean? How much time is she talking about? Because unlike you, where you do listen to podcasts, I really didn't. I think I listened to one or two podcasts, you know, years ago. So I didn't even think about, well, wait a minute, what is a podcast? Oh gosh, is this going to, I didn't go through that questioning when we are fearful, like, you know, with church, you know, oh my God, well, none -hmm. of that happened. So while I am fearful of speaking out, it doesn't cripple me. And it didn't cripple me and saying, truly, let me think about what you're asking of me. It, you know, and even now we, we we realize that this does take a lot of time. It's not, it's not just us on the phone. We push record and then we play and we go off (laughs) You guys, it's it's a lot. It is enjoyable. So please let us, don't think that we're complaining because we right. enjoy what we're doing. There's a reason behind it, as Trudy just explained. But there are things behind the scenes that has to happen before we can drop an episode. And, exactly. And, and, and again, I didn't think about any of the what ifs. You know, I just did it. And I, I will say that I'm glad that we're doing this journey together. That fear didn't mm-hmm. stop and that you listen to that inner voice yes you know that it's something that you wanted to do and you said you know what let's make it happen and we've been doing that that's right we're on episode five so we are we are happy we are here and we're intentional about the things that we want to discuss and you and I talked about that actually about you know for me definitely and you you concurred that I knew that in 2021 and here on out that my decisions and things that I was going to do or participate in were all about my intentions, you know, what the reason why I was doing it, my why you have to know your why. Right. And I knew my why and you, you got your, you had your own why that immediately you did it. And it might've been just because it's talking with me. Right. It might've been if maybe if it was a four or five person podcast, maybe you would have said, no, I don't know. However, you have to know your why for anything you do. So if we go back to fear, there a lot of people do fear things because they want to do something, but they might not know their why or what do they want to achieve in overcoming something, right? If exactly. it's whether it's, you know, changing careers, you know, mm-hmm. I know that I did a, a big uh, fearful thing. People would have thought it was when I was 26 long ago, but it's a, it's a good faith story. It's about you know, leaving my home where I, you know, where I grew up, Maryland, and moving to a big city, New York, New York City, not knowing anybody, moving into uh, Brooklyn and Bedford-Stuyvesant. And I moved there in the 90s at a time when, you know, it was Bed-Stuy, do or die. 
Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, a tough city to live in. I didn't know people, but I said, I'm going to do this because I want a change in my career. I want upward. I want an upward mobility. I want to learn some different things, spread my wings a little bit and know that I can make it on my own. Although I wasn't living at home with my parents, I was living on my own in my own place, but I was still in the comfort of my hometown where I grew up. That my mom right. is 20 minutes away and my mm-hmm. grandparents and everybody. So mm-hmm. I moved to New York City, which is like the melting pot of everything. And mm-hmm. I had a job at 33rd and 7th, right across from you know Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I lived in Brooklyn, took the subway every day when they still had tokens. So yeah, I did that. Me. You were <laughs> by myself. I, I was what? You were grown. <laughs> I was grown. I was grown. I was. And when I moved back, I rented a U-Haul truck and drove myself back from New York to Maryland by myself. I've never d- d- did that before either. Mm-hmm. And I drove over, anybody knows New York, the Verrazano Bridge in the U-Haul truck. I said a prayer when I started. When I stopped to get gas, I said another prayer and I took it on back home and I never looked back. But it was a great experience. I'm glad I did it. And I encourage everyone, it's okay to have fear. It's okay to get that feeling, but Mm -hmm. figure out what is your why? Why are you doing it? What are you hoping to overcome? What steps do you need to take? And if you're not a praying person, maybe you need to become one. And if prayer is not the answer, maybe you just need to have some sort of ritual or some some sort of um, meditation or something that's going to get you through each step one step at a time see that's the whole thing people are too much looking into the future instead of taking it one step at a time that's another problem i think or an issue with fear and you got to stay true to yourself and be you that's right like anybody just just do you and as long as you're doing it for you like you said knowing the why then yeah, you may have bumps and stuff down the road, don't we all? But it's overcoming that. And, you know, I love that faith story you just said because you did take a big leap of faith because a lot I of- I did. I mean, being a young woman, not mm-hmm. knowing, like you said, leaving home, that in itself would have made many people say, oh no, I want to stay here and just do whatever and look where you are today. So yeah. I applaud that. Thank you. Yeah, that makes me think about my faith story and it was what we've been here in the city since 2007 so i would say for me i took a leap of faith when we my husband and i when we purchased our home together when we got married in a different state we had to we had to give it up so we moved to a a state i mean a city sorry not too too far from where we were before and, you know, we were renting an apartment. We bought a home first and then we had to give it up and we rented an apartment. The girls, I think, were four and seven. Okay. So bedroom apartment was fine. I was okay with it. And then we stayed in those apartments for a couple of years. And then when our oldest was um, getting ready to go to middle school, we realized that she was going to be a walker. And we were like, what? We can't let her walk across the street and, you know, highway. And so we decided to move again into another apartment. It was nice, you know, mm-hmm. upscale. And I was okay with that. And then, you know, you fast forward and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you probably need, to, you know, getting out of this two bedroom. We bust scenes and hubby and I were out riding and we came upon this complex, didn't even know it was here. And, 
you know, we, we liked it. And I was like, oh, I went back home and I started thinking like, oh, maybe we can move into a new mm-hmm. house again. And I immediately said, no, no, you're going to fail. Everything that happened before, I, you, you're just not ready. And the more and more I kept talking about it, the more and more I kept saying, T, I think you guys are. The girls are getting older, you know, the talk to the salesperson, you know, and it was just one day, Trudy, I just said, okay, Lord, if you're putting this in here and we've stumbled upon this, maybe it is right. time, you know, and I just was fearful of submitting that, you know, pre-qualification application because mm-hmm. I'm thinking credit score wasn't all that I wanted it to be. And I'm not joking. I just said, T, just do it. Just, mm-hmm. just do it. And I did. And the overall process was like 30 days and we bought our home. It's, you know, it's a nice three-story townhouse. We love it. We are happy here. We've grown a lot in this city. And, but I, I think back, if I listen to that fear voice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't do it. You're going to fail again. You're not ready we probably would not obviously be here. We probably would still be in an apartment. And I'm just glad I didn't let fear overcome that because yeah, it was, it was a tough decision, but. But it was the right decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes for those, you know, sometimes that, that voice that's telling you not to do something, that's really your, your insecurity or your fear voice. Right. But your, your, confident voice is the one telling you I want this and I'm going to do it right and so we play that battle you know how you see on movies and tv shows the devil and the angel (laughs) (laughs) yeah one is the the bad person good do the bad stuff the other one is like no you can do this so it's the same type of thing but I think part of it and you you did do it you got to recognize nothing beats uh, a win than trying you have to try and, and even if you would have not gotten it then, even if for whatever reason you weren't pre-qualified, mm-hmm. but that, if nothing else, the light bulb went off, that is time. Yeah. But everything did work out. But had it not, you probably still would have tried because you now you've gone through the fear. You've gone through oh, right. the trepidation, ah, oh, the steps. It's okay. And you mm. knew what your why was. So yeah. that was really it. And congratulations. I'm happy for you. And we were, we were doing buying houses at the same time. I was selling one and we didn't even know it because again, fear, I bet you fear is why we didn't share now. Yeah, it was fear. It was the apprehension that, you know, we were selling a property to buy another property. Right. Mm -hmm. So we didn't know that if we were going to be able to sell we were going to be able to get, you know, what we had and then be in the same uh, district for education. Cause again, I have an 11 year old. So that's always for me, that was always why I purchased homes where I did because exactly. I'm a product of public school system. My daughter is, and my son is going to be a product too. And if I'm paying taxes, I will pick the County that has a good record for mm-hmm. the curriculum and the core principles and all of that. Right. So it was always, what school district I'm going to live in. And then I need to find a house that fits our budget mm-hmm. and I can still live, so to speak, because I don't want to be house poor that all I can do is sit in my house. But exactly God for the house that during COVID, I was able to sit in my house and be okay, right? Exactly. I could go outside and still be able to enjoy the sunshine and the mm-hmm. warmth and all of that. So yeah, we didn't share what we were doing. And yeah. then when I... 
I think I shared mine halfway through the process and you was like, oh, well, actually, and you, you hadn't gone to settlement yet. And we were like, oh my God, at the same time. It was crazy because I think we moved in April 30th of 2017 and you guys, what, May, right? Yeah, we went, yeah, we went to settlement on one property in May, May, maybe May 15th or something like that. And then moved in to the new property a week later. So yeah, in 2017. So we're yeah. both coming upon four years. Yeah, it's been yeah. amazing. Yeah, and just taking our time. See, you know, when you're in an apartment, you're you're limited. But even here, I didn't rush. Like it, I told you, it took us three years before we got a house painted. You know, put up pictures because every it was just I wanted to enjoy it. It was like I have the patience. I want to yes. get the, that we want to get. Yes, I'm. I'm not trying to come in here and buy in one month and have the whole place furnished because one Girl, preach and, preach it and two. I didn't know what I wanted. It was like, right. oh, I guess for this room and this and that. And so right now we are truly enjoying it because now it's coming to more of a home for us, you know, right, right. Out. right. So, but yes, yeah. yeah, so thankful God just removed that fear of stepping out because we did it once and then, you know, it backfired and, you know, we always seem to think, you know, you pray, pray, and you get it. Like, oh, thank you, God, for answering it. Sometimes right. God, it's not God answering it. And, you know, we just you better think, say it. <laughs> you know, we just, we want it to believe that God answered that prayer. Right. And I'm not he don't answer trust and believe God answers many multitude of prayers. But every time you ask for something, you get it does not mean it came from the Lord. So I do believe that when we ask for that first home, it, it, we weren't ready it should have never been ours but you know god took us through some things and we got through it and when i say lord thank you lord for showing me today i will never lose that testimony i will never lose it because it's that will be another conversation that particular testimony but yeah anybody that's letting fear rob you don't don't yeah we are yeah. we are two uh witnesses that can testify that you don't let fear stop you from doing something that you want to do, that you know why you want to do it, and you know right. what you're hoping to achieve with it. What right. is your, your why and what's the result of it? And again, being consistent in everything you do, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be consistent and persistent. Yeah. You have to be consistent and persistent in those things that you do, that you desire. And as Tisha said, sometimes we pray for things and when your prayer is answered, you're not fully prepared to execute what you prayed for. That's right. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh, you, that is true. That is so true. <laughs> that is mm. true. So you, you have to know that. And I like Tisha, listen, I am one of these people, unlike her, I didn't know what, how I want every room to look. But like I said, I don't like having all of my cash tied up. And I also don't like all of my credit uh, maxed out either. Mm-hmm. I like room, mm-hmm. room to do everything. Yeah. So, and I have patience. I have a mortgage to pay, and I mm-hmm. don't have to rush to furnish it because I'm still going to be paying the mortgage for multiple years. So yep. I can take my time and furnish it the way I want. Switch it up, switch it out, whatever. It's not for people. It's for us, for my family. So yeah. I am. I do not try to do what others expect me to do. I go to the beat of Trudy's drum. Yeah. And like I said, joyful, just, and when COVID, you know, last year, I'm not going to tell you how many times we were at Home Depot. I was at that place every other day. It seemed like, because 
that it, I think during that whole time, it allowed us to really start saying, yeah, these are the things we want to, you know, do to the home. Let's, let's make it happen. So that was an enjoyable time for getting some projects done. We did mm-hmm. quite a bit of projects, painting, and, you know, we had professional painters come and paint some things. I tried my hand on the girls' room, uh, you know, like a little bit of boo-boos, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it was fun. It's all good. And a picture <laughs> cover up any boo-boo. <laughs> got that right. For sure. So, hey, that's all good. But yeah, I'm trying to think, uh, again, I talked about, you know, anxiety in in previous work positions when I Mm -hmm. was doing marketing and I would get what I later found out to be anxiety. I don't even think I had identified that that's what I would get anxious when I knew I had a deadline and, Mm -hmm. you know, you get the rapid heartbeat when you're under pressure to get something done. And I didn't realize that was a form of having anxiety and being anxious you know, and then I would double, you know, I made it worse by drinking, you know, coffee. I did my, you know, daily runs <laughs> to, to get coffee and, you know, the caffeine, if you already got that going on, just makes it worse. Again, I recognize whenever I get that feeling, I know to talk myself through it and yeah. I'm, I'm fine yeah. with it. And sometimes you're right. You just got to talk yourself. You just got to calm yourself, calm your nerves, whatever that means, meditation, prayer, just sitting mm-hmm. still, hearing the voice, going for a walk, I mean, everybody do different things, but yeah, just calm yourself and, you know, just don't let fear cripple you. You know, it's okay to have questions, but don't just don't let it stop, stop your tracks. That's true. And it's okay. That's a good point. It's okay to have questions. And guess what? Your questions may even have to be taken to someone else. You might need to talk to someone, whether it's a friend or a family member, or if you do have faith and you belong to a church, you might want to talk to a pastor or an assistant pastor, or it could be to actually seek um, therapy, medical help. You might need to, I mean, some people have real fears that, you know, that comes with having panic attacks, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's something that's going on within you that's stopping you. It could be something as small as people not recognizing you for something that you do, right? That can be a fear. Like you say you're on your job and you're this person that is known as the the expert, the the super user on a particular Mm -hmm. application. Mm -hmm. And you always are helping other people and you know that you need to be recognized, whether it's in a monetary form, whether it's in some type of award, like a certificate or a plaque, you want that recognition but you're too fearful to speak up on your own behalf. You're not even your own advocate, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that fear has now put you in a, you're a super user, you're a super expert and you're getting people from all over coming to you because you're the technical expert, but you're not getting any recognition. You're not getting any monetary gain. You're not getting anything that could take you to the next level because you're afraid to speak on your own behalf because, oh, I don't want to be seen as an aggressive person, or I don't want to be seen as a a me person. It's all about me or people going to think, you know, you have to stop. Think about again, why, why did, why do you want this recognition? Why, what are you hoping to achieve and do it? If you have to type it up to get through it, then that's what you have to do. I will say that's one of my strong traits. Like when it comes to advocating for myself, oh yes, honey, I can this will be another episode. Yeah, I can tell you where I've had to have some tough conversations, but if I didn't have it, then guess what? I wouldn't be where I am today. Right. I mean, definitely 
you know, the Lord order our steps and, you know, I praise him for the skills that we have that, you know, we can do our jobs and we have a job. Um, but yeah, if, if Tisha wasn't the, her own advocate, I wouldn't be where I am. So I, well, I definitely- That's good. That's excellent. Yeah. I believe in that. I can, yeah, I may be shy in some areas, but honey, this mouth sometimes, it, <laughs> yeah, it, what needs to get said as polite as I can. I don't go in there, you know, screaming and banging and cursing, but I, I do let people know that this is how I'm feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. and again, don't let that fear stop you from growth in your job, right. a relationship, whatever. Oh, yes, a relationship. Oh, that's true, right. No, don't be scared to have those conversations. They are tough. Yeah. They're going to They're be tough. tough. And I call them uncomfortable conversations. You know, right. you don't it, but you know you have to. Right. If, if the why is important, you know, if your marriage is struggling, you, you want to save it, that's the why, then you got to have it. If your job, your, your children, your relationship, whatever it is, we just want to stress over and over. We just hope that fear is not stopping anyone yeah. from doing what they're looking to achieve. Right. And if it has stopped you, maybe this episode will make you understand why it's important for you to go ahead and go through the process and don't worry about like I was saying earlier, you know, I think part of the fear thing is people trying to predict the future. You can't predict what's going to happen once mm. you decide to leap or step out. You can imagine what's going to happen, but That's you don't know for sure. So right. until you actually go through the act, will you know? So again, don't worry about the six months down the road. Take it one step at a time, one task at a time. And I bet you two will overcome fear. Yeah, I, I agree, sister girl. Say it. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we talked about this today. And again, we always learn something new about each other and mm -hmm. how our different experiences, although different, we believe the same outcome or we share the same core principle about that. Yeah, we're relatable. Yes, very yeah. much so. Love that. Love it, girl. Else hey, is going on. Tell me, I want to hear about your pop culture. Pop culture. Okay. You did want you Trudy's watch, pop uh, culture take did, for the week? Did you watch Coming to America too? I did. It was excellent, honey. Two snaps <laughs> and a twist. <laughs> I loved it. Laughed out loud funny. More than two times, more than three times, more than four times. So okay. for those people who may have saw on Facebook or social media that it ain't all that and why did they remake it, honey? They ain't watch it or they didn't love the first one. I'm here to tell you it was excellent. I will not be doing a spoiler alert because it just came out on Friday on Amazon Prime and maybe everybody doesn't have Prime and those who don't have it maybe haven't purchased it yet. But I was very, um, I found the way that they creatively made mm -hmm. a sequel was very good. Mm -hmm. They're able to take a part of the, this the first coming to America and, you know, take a part of it and expand on that. Right, and okay. they were they brought back a lot of the same characters, which it was really good. So uh -huh. James Earl Jones is still in there as Prince Akeem's dad, and unfortunately, his wife Madge Sinclair, the actress, had died years ago, so she wasn't there to reprise her role. Mm -hmm. um, but it was good to see, you know, Sherry Hadley, you know, who he married in the first one, and the new characters in there, like Tracy Morgan. <laughs> There's a gentleman in there that plays Lavelle Johnson, who's one of the main characters in the Coming to America. He is actually from Maryland, from Prince George's County. 
Thanks. Northwestern High School in Hyattsville. So that is amazing. Home hometown feel to it. So that's mm-hmm. really good. And um, it was really, really good. I suggest everybody take, check it out. Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy, hands down. That barbershop scenes are still <laughs> funny. I can't get enough of that. And I just loved it. I really did. I know I will definitely watch it again. So it was really good. Yeah. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Have you seen it? Not yet. We were okay. going to watch it yesterday, but we didn't. I, I think we're going to watch it tonight. Yeah. Here's another guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> it comes on BET. It's called Sistas. S-I-S-T-A-S. Sistas. Yes. Do you watch that? I don't. I keep seeing the scenes. I don't know. There's just some shows that I'm like, eh, I'll try maybe one day, but no, have not watched that. You like I do it? like that show. I do. You know what? It's one of these shows where, you know, it's silly. Some of it, and you just like, Girl, why did they doing too much? Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, it's a talking point with me and one of my friends in North Carolina. So we catch up on it. And I was behind because I hadn't, it, it came on and then, you know, how they have like the, the midwinter break or whatever. And it was all uh-huh. for a few weeks and it came back on, I think the end of January after the holidays. And I hadn't caught up and I was catching an episode here and there. But honey, I'm all caught up now. And I was laughing. I was texting her, girl, why don't they leave Zach alone? (laughs) It's about four friends who, you know, intertwine. They share their lives. And it's just funny. It's just funny. And it's like, it's like, it's not Girlfriends 2.0, the old TV show, but it's like Sisters 1.0. You know, it's different type of (laughs) dynamic, but it's, it's good. It's funny. People should check it out. If they don't watch it, it comes on BET on Wednesday nights. And I think you can also get it, obviously, BET On Demand. And then what I'm really excited about, also I got to catch up this week. I've been behind for a few weeks. As I said earlier, I listen to podcasts, but I also listen to like, you know, radio shows and programs and talk shows in between. And one of the radio shows that I listen to is The Breakfast Club with DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlamagne Tha God. And I was behind on my interviews because they interviewed different celebrities and activists and actors and rappers and singers, everybody. It's like the place you go to stop when you're promoting something new. So uh-huh. I caught up on the episode last week and I'm really, really excited. Sister Soja, who wrote the cult classic, The Coldest Winter. And I know you read that book back in the day. It came out in 1999. Long time ago. Yes, that was everybody's book, girl. That was the book. You know, it was about, you know, Winter Santiago, who was the daughter of a, a drug kingpin in New York and she fell in love with Midnight and all of that. Well, honey, now Sister Soldier has done other books. She's done like prequels, like where she talked about Midnight, the guy that Winter was involved in and different things, but she's never done a true sequel mm-hmm. to The Coldest Winter Ever. Well, guess what? The sequel is out. Yes, girl, it is out and ordered. Mine's supposed to arrive tomorrow. Girl, you on top of that. Honey, 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 honey. <laughs> wait I cannot wait to delve into it she refused to let uh, Angela Yee who wanted to get into it she was like don't give away the plot don't give away the plot when the book Coldest Winter ended she went to jail she was sentenced for 15 years in prison so that's where she was okay the book starts her coming out of prison that's all I know I don't know anything else but I am ready for it so call me this week don't be texting me (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna be reading (laughs) Don't text me. Don't call me. Don't say my name. If you text me and I don't respond, you're going to know why. <laughs> and, and let me say this. 
I do not sit around you guys and watch TV all day, every day. Like I said, I have an 11 year old who's in school. I'm monitoring that I'm working. My TV and reading time is typically on Saturday mornings. I wake up like around six o'clock in the mornings. Oh. I get up very, I'm a morning person. I get up very early and I get all my guilty stuff in. And when they start rousing around nine o'clock, girl, I had three hours on them. I don't <laughs> watch the TV show. I probably don't oh. have me a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Uh -huh. I'm caught up on like information. I'm all on my little websites, honey. Yes, I get my time in. And then I also get it in when I work out at home. Like if I do the treadmill at home, mm -hmm. I'm um, like, I listen to podcasts when I'm in the bathroom, when I'm cooking dinner and all of that stuff. So I'm taking my bubble baths, my self-care time. I get it in. So that's all part of self-care for me. My little pop culture take. Yeah, and see so that's because, you know, a lot of people, Think about podcasts, like you got to be sitting still, like, oh my gosh, I don't have an hour to listen to some podcast, but you just said it. You can listen to a podcast in the car, at the grocery store, uh, while you're cooking dinner, doing laundry, it's whatever. Girl, so, you can say, let me tell you this quick story and then I'm going to finish with my um, little take. One of them is though, new music, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack have a new song out. It's called Leave the Door Open. I really like it. You have really? to check it out. You, you okay. would like it. It okay. is, uh, I love Bruno Mars. I love his spirit. I love his voice. I love his energy. It comes through. Uh -huh. um, this is a really good song. Check it out. That was my new song for the, for the week. I'm gonna try to drop some new music with y'all. As I hear it, I want to share it with my people out there who are listening. But the quick story about the podcast. So I was talking to a cousin of mine who lives in North Carolina, one of my favorites, my bestie cousin. And she was like, girl, I listened to your episode on self-care. And she's like, yeah, whenever I want to listen to the latest episode, I just say, hey, Google. I said, say what now? She was like, yeah. So here I am. I said, okay. So while I was cooking, I said, let me go to my, because I have in the kitchen a Google mini and I have that in there so I can listen to music while I'm cooking or podcast. I said, hey, Google, play the Two Cups of Tea podcast for Trudy and Tisha. Boom, boom, boom. Here is their latest episode. <laughs> That's right. Google, say whatever. All right, yes. now, the tea playing. That's right. So that's good. I can go back and listen and laugh in my own conversations in my own time with my sister friend. So oh. that was that was great. So anyway, that's enough of me. Trudy's take for on pop culture for the week. Oh, bonus item. I'm sure everybody's going to be glued to the tube tonight to watch Meghan Markle and Prince Harry sit down with Oprah Winfrey. That's yeah. all people have been talking about. I do want to see that. Yep. I want to hear what she has to say. Yeah. So good, good stuff. Go ahead, girl. Right. I'm learning new stuff with this pop culture stuff. Cause some of these people you say, I don't know who you're talking about. So <laughs> well, ask me questions so I can tell you, girl. And I'm gonna have to ask you more questions. I'm gonna listen to the Bruno Mars song because I do like him as well. So okay for that. So well, binge, binge, binge. I've been binging, binging. And like, <laughs> not all I do, but I need my little self-care time. And when the house is quiet, when I can find time to just look at some shows, that's what I will do. So I already shared the Apple Mortgage Cake. Check it out. Kimberly Elise, great inspirational um, uh, faith story. Then I saw this, um, uh, It's a, it was more of a mini series drama. It's called okay. Unorthodox. Have you seen that? I have not. Where is it? Is it streaming somewhere? Yeah, it's on Netflix. So it's a German-American miniseries drama about a young uh, Hasidic Jewish woman. Okay. Who arranged marriage, living in New York. Mm -hmm. And just 
her going through that whole trying to be someone's wife and the expectations of her mother-in-law and the husband, you know, wanting her to do things his way. It was just too much. And she actually escaped and ran away to Berlin just to basically live her life. And her, yeah, her mom was living in Berlin. She stopped living with her years ago. So she kind of was trying to become this wife Um, doing everything that she was supposed to do, but it just wasn't who she was and she didn't like it. So she basically just fled to Berlin and wanted to start a new life. And I I liked it. It was because, you know, I know a lot of different cultures do have arranged marriages and you kind of say, whoa, you know, who would, you know, you want to pick your spouse and be in love and all that. So she had a hard time, although she really tried to be the wife that he wanted her to be it just was not working for her mm. so that was just a quick mini series but it was really good unorthodox how many, how many episodes was it was it a long one no it was just a uh one even episodes it was just an hour hour and a half oh okay yeah okay. yeah so it was good I, I liked it a lot and I don't know the, the actor she's I've never seen her in any actor okay. whoever she is she did a really good job to me um, and then this might be old for some. It was new for me. I started binging younger. You seen that? Yeah, I love that show. Uh, yes, younger. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know where I've been, but this came out in 2015. So this is a more comedy drama series created by Darren Starr. You know, he's a creator of like shows like Beverly Hills, 90210, mm-hmm. Melrose Place. Oh, I love those shows. Yes. City. So yes, he I love created Sex in the City. Yeah, I do too. Um, younger. Um, so it had. I'm going to just name off some main characters because you might know some. But Sutton Foster, never heard of her, but she's a main character. Um, Liza, Hillary mm-hmm. Duff. We all mm-hmm. know. Love Hillary Duff. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy named Miko Tortella. Mm-hmm. I, he plays Josh. And then Debbie Mazur, Miriam Shore and Peter Harmon. So mm-hmm. I learned that Peter Harmon is married to Mariska um, Hardigan. Hardigan. How do you pronounce it? Hardigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. From, From SVU, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't know that because when I look at shows, I like to kind of see who these people are in real life and who they're married to and kids and other shows. Mm-hmm. And so those are the main characters, but it's basically about um, a young lady in her 40s again, the main character, Liza, who lies about her age to get a job. She runs into this young guy who's a tattoo artist and he kind of just tells her how young she looks. And she's like, oh, okay. But she didn't tell him that she was 40. Um, But when she went on interviews to try to get a job, nobody would hire her because she had stopped working to raise her daughter. And, you know, they're looking at her like, where have you been? What rock have you been under? Because, you know, <laughs> you know, social media and Facebook, all these, you know, she didn't know any of this, but she loved being in the world of books and being a publisher and all that. So she couldn't get a job. So her best friend that she roommates with said, well, why don't you just lie about your age? And that's what she did. She lied about her age. She got a job and Let's just say it's just like a soap opera drama, but I love it. Good. So good. A lot. So that has, I think, what, six episodes? Um, yeah. In six seasons. Six seasons, right? I do this all the time. Yeah. Six seasons. Thank true. Six mm-hmm. seasons. I think they're coming out with the seventh. They may have already done it, but it hasn't shown yet. But um, I didn't like the way it ended. So I'm glad that they're doing a seventh season. Yeah. 
I think due was, to COVID, they, they didn't um, resume the filming, the production right. at Halter, but I think they've started. But I love um, Debbie Mazur. I love the character she plays. She yes. is so funny, her bestie that she lives with. But I really love um, Hilary Duff's um, best friend. She is crazy. As oh, yes. Her name, oh, what's her um, Molly Bernard. Yeah, you talk about her. Yeah, <laughs> yes, got about <laughs> Yeah, she did a great job on that role. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's a, it's a funny show, you guys. Check it out. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, the reason why I like it, because I feel like it explores uh, women and what we have to go through. A man wouldn't have to lie in order exactly. to go back into the industry to get a job that she is actually very good at, you know, her craft. But anyway, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> it's good. You know what? Interesting. I read that um, the Molly that you just referenced, she officiated Hillary Duff's marriage. Wow. So they're friends. Yeah. In real life, she's the, oh. she's the, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what do you call it when you have a, oh, godmother of her, her child. Too. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're really close best friends in real life. So oh, yeah. Cool. So check it out. So those are the three movies that I got myself into um, again, waiting on the last episode of younger. Um, but yeah, I got some more to share with y'all next week. Y'all. Okay. Let me see. I, I think I gave everything I, uh, I watched or had done. It was a, it was a busy week, but it was a good week. And I'm looking forward to the upcoming week, honey. It's going to be warm. Yes. I think we're going to be what close to 60 and what Wednesday or Thursday. It's going to be 70, honey. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow. Huh? Um, is it Monday? Seven? No, it's no, it's Thursday. Thursday and Friday. He said, "Is it tomorrow?" That's okay. More to look towards the end of the week, Thursday it and Friday. Is. But I love the sunshine here. I hope y'all, wherever y'all listening, I hope the sun is shining in your area. Yes, I hope so too. And thanks for listening. I think today was great. We talked about fears and had Trudy's take and Tisha's binge and everything in between. So. That's right. We appreciate the love. We do. Thank you guys so much. Do. So until next time, huh? That's right. Until next time, this is Two Cups of Tea. I'm Trudy. And I'm Teacher. See ya.